Welcome Yo. to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I'm Aisha Hipshire, and I'm here with my main man, my side dude, my co-host, Tanner Santucci. You can just call me your side chick. It's cool. I, I know, yeah. <laughs> but man, I'll tell you what, today, for any of you who are listening um, and aren't watching this, this show, um, this is going to be a bit of a shocker. And First, I want to introduce you all to um, my main man, Andy Rong. Andy is, uh, yeah, I met Andy in Astro, and you're going to hear his story um, because he has a phenomenal one. Andy's probably one of the most unique guests that I've had on, or that we've had on the show to date. Um, and I, I don't see any others uh, that, that are going to be challenging him. So uh, I'd love for you guys to meet Andy, hear his story. Andy, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? What's up? Thank you for having me on. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's been awesome to have you on. The first time I ever heard of you was uh, on a podcast that uh, Jamil Damji has called To The Moon. And yeah. uh, I heard your story and I'm like, oh man, this was like my first month getting started. And bro, it was so inspiring. And to uh, to have you on our show is is is, is an honor. So I'm, I'm really stoked. Thank you. It was an honor for me to be on here. Um, I, I want to I think my purpose right now currently in life is to inspire people um, and just set the bar higher for people my age. Like, I don't want other 17 year olds to believe that um, just doing the absolute minimum is is what is expected, which is not. Um, I just want to set the bar higher for everyone else. Um, Absolutely. And I don't know if if anyone caught that, but uh, Andy sounds like a grown ass man. Um, but he's 17 and, and he, I mean, he's entering the grown ass man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, he, and he's a young guy. So dude, I, right. I mean, I'm sure, you know, now that people are hearing that their brains are broken, um, you know, and they haven't even heard about what you've done in real estate yet. Um, right. but just to know you're 17, walk us through that story, man. How does a 17 year old find out about real estate and then have right. the, the gumph and the, the work ethic to pursue the career with success please walk us through that right so i feel like we should start like back way back um so last night i was actually thinking what i was doing back in elementary school um obviously i wasn't this person back in elementary school every entrepreneurship is every, every entrepreneur is built from just from being in the furnace for a long time um so in elementary i i remember i First step, there was like for a fundraiser, school fundraiser. Um, I guess that was my first step into just I don't know, sales and, and marketing, or whatever. Um, and then we went on to middle school, or as I go to middle school, um, I, I sold I sold my old stuff um, on like Craigslist, OfferUp, uh, sold all that, like my old stuff just to get some cash. Um, and I wasn't like in the mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna think long term. I was just like, okay, let's get this cash and I'm going to go buy something stupid. Um, that was my mindset back then, which obviously is much different now. Sure. Um, but at least that got me to like where, okay, like it's, I can hustle and then get money. Like that's how that works. Um, so then that started like, okay, lighting a fire in my head. Um, and so as, as I progress on um, in high school, uh, like I think freshman year, uh, COVID hit. I think 
Um, and then that's when I started like uh, a drop shipping business, which I think every single teenager has tried. Um, and uh, like pretty much like 99% of them fail because of how saturated it is. Um, but I started a, what was a, it was an automatic um, hand soap dispenser. So like, like, cause I thought during this time, like COVID um, that like people would want to like not touch I don't know my, my ideas back then, but like people okay. wouldn't want to touch the dispenser. So For it sure. just automatically dispense. Um, and this would be like be able to place in all households instead of just like in restaurants and stuff. Um, I thought it was a great idea, but I just didn't put enough work in. Uh, but that, I guess, um, gave me the idea of um, how much like or how long the journey was going to be um, with entrepreneurship. Um, so that failed. But every entrepreneurship first business, every entrepreneur's first business is going to fail um, or at least is going to like not go your way. Um, yeah. And if it doesn't, that's not good. Like, honestly, yeah. I think <laughs> you need to fail. Like Absolutely. you need to fail and learn those lessons um, because I, I, those lessons are much more important than someone just saying like, don't do that, but you're, you know, you're still going to do it. But there's two, you know, there's two different types of wisdom is experience wisdom. And then there's learned wisdom um, experience is like, you've actually, went through the furnace and went through that. Um, and the other one's just like, Hey, Hey, don't do that. Okay. You don't want to go on that own path, but you still do it. And then you learn. Right. Um, so yeah, going back to high school, uh, sophomore year, uh, like January, 2021, I, uh, saw a TikTok video, um, of Kong. Um, I'm sure you guys know Kong. Uh, Come on, man. So, no, man. <laughs> let's get this morning. <laughs> yeah, so I saw his videos and I was like, holy shoot, like you can I didn't know you could you could do that. I didn't know you could you could do real estate without any money down. Um and I was like, okay. Um and I was in like that mindset where I was like, okay, like I'm gonna get that first check, first check, first check. Right. Which like now I learned like I need to detach from the outcome. Right. Because I, because well, like, like progressing a little bit um, at the mastermind, um, I learned that when you start thinking in like 10 year runs instead of like, because if you can't do this business forever, don't do it for a day. Right. Mm, um, like, God, think in 10 year runs, 10 year increments. That was like a huge nugget. Like, that was great. Um, what was that on? Uh, about the, the Kong. So, I tried getting in that, but I, I, I felt like I needed guidance. Um, and then one day I just saw like um, Jamil's like ads um, and that like just got me into it. Um, I got on a call with one of the reps and his name is Kilo. Um, and I was 15 at the time, like I just turned 15 and I didn't have too much money. Um, and I, I, I had some money from like, like side hustles and stuff and working at my parents' restaurant. Um, so I got some money from that. I paid the, the first month off because I couldn't pay off the whole thing because I, I didn't have the money for that. Right. Um, so what I did was I, you know, I got access to the course and stuff, joined Astro, um, try to learn as much as possible. And then like I tried doing direct to seller. Um, I tried doing all these different things. I, I had the shiny object syndrome and um, I chased everything. Um, but I think that was important um, because that, that taught me a lot of lessons um, of what not to do and what I should be doing. Um, and that was really helpful. 
Um, but then like like three four months went by. I like I was staying up super late, uh, like up until like four a.m. on a school night. Real estate, like, but like I wasn't doing tasks that actually mattered. Like I was doing like like cleaning up Excel sheets and like doing stuff that didn't matter. Uh, right. Like not actually money making activities. Um, and I was like ignorant We're at the time. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, I was super close-minded and my mindset wasn't in the right place. I was just kind of in that dog mentality where I was just like, go, 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 go. And I wasn't looking left and right, watching for my steps. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a set direction. Um, and then, and then I, I wasn't able to afford anything. And I was like, Hey, Kilo, I, I, I can't, I can't pay for next month. Um, I'm just going to have to like, I'll, I'll call you back or like, I'll reach out to you when I, when I can, um, pay back um, the money. So <clears throat> left Astro or took a break from Astro. Um, and then started, I think it was three, four months. Okay. From Astro. Not too long. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's the time. That's the period where I built um, or, or the story was um, my dad had this friend uh, that owned like a, a fruit wholesaling company. Um, and they had a bunch of surplus pallets. Um, and I was like, okay, like, hmm, there may, there might be some, like this guy has an issue. Um, he has all these pallets that he doesn't know how to get rid of. Um, and they're just stacked in his, in the side of his warehouse. Um, and there was just hundreds, hundreds, hundreds just stacked up. Um, and he would tell me like, I would just like, he's like, yeah, I just, some, some homeless guy comes around with a truck and grabs a couple. I'm like, Hey, there's probably some money here. So I, I, I dug in some more in, in pallet flipping. Um, and then, um, and I, I went on Craigslist. I found someone that, or some buyer in, in California that was, uh, had an order or needed like 20,000 pallets. Oh, um, and I was like, Hey bro, like how much would you, would you pay for each pallet if, you know, uh, if pickup was in like Houston, which is where I live. Um, and he was like, you know, we can pay five bucks and we, we can pay trucking costs. Okay. Um, and then I talked to my dad's uh, friend and he was like, yeah, dude, just get rid of them. Like, we don't care. Like just, it, it would, it would do us um, just better to just for you to get rid of them. And I was like, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Free inventory. I call up the, the California guy and and he's like, okay, let me send the truck. Okay, come in Monday. And then Monday comes um, the truck. And where do you there. live? I live in Houston. Houston. You live in Houston. Okay, yep. you called someone in California as a 16-year-old at the time? Yeah, I'm probably. Oh, no, I was still 15. I was still 15. 15. And you organized a shipment from California to come over and pick up the – wow. Okay, yeah. carry on. Yeah, so um, the truck came and then, like, so the – like the warehouse guys um were just guys that you know didn't have like i was on their it was on their break time um and what i do is i'd either give them lunch or just like just say hi or something um and they'd load up the truck for me like they'd load it up like thinking it's like a regular shipment um and i'm just to the truck driver i just give them the the bill of uh i forgot what's called bill of loading or bill of letting so i'm like sure, that yeah, it's like a receipt loading, of, yeah. of yeah so um and then he signs that i go home and my home's like 10 minutes away um and that was the transaction that's how it would go for like five more times so uh, how would you get paid then it would be like through just a wire through my wire. It, would, it would go through my dad's account because <laughs> i didn't have a business account 
and then he would just pay me um, in cash, and he would like take some commission because. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Family of hustlers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's how I got paid. Um, but I, I made a decent amount of money from that. Um, and then it like all blew up one day because like um, the guy, the my dad's friend found out about like the whole operation. and was like, what the hell? Like how are like, okay, let's know. Sure. I'm not doing this. You're making too much money. Um, oh, no. How much yeah. are you making from, from these pallets then? So there was 500 pallets at one time. Um, like it, that would be every two weeks. So he would build up like 500 pallets per week at the warehouse. And then I'd, I'd just call the buyer like, hey, I have pallets ready for pickup. Send your truck. So every um, two weeks you're um, shipping out or every, every week, two, or weeks, two weeks? Every two weeks. I would just send, like he would send the truck, pay for all that, coordinate all that. And then he would send it over. Um, so that was, that was super cool. Um, that was like What'd money hack. I got I made like, I made like 10k around around 10k like that whole time. Uh, and how long did that last before that that power? Like five man. times, like five, four or five times. Um, well, you made over 20k then selling pallets and yeah, a few months. So, so how much? 10K, I have to know. I have to know how much commission did your dad take out? That's. <laughs> I don't think too much. Um, I forget. But he just paid me like in cash or like transfers in my bank account. He didn't take too much. I mean, um, so it was 500 and then times $5, which is 2,500 per shipment. Um, and I had no overhead. Like I didn't mm. have any overhead. Um, so that's that. And that built up some money um, to pay back Astro. So I paid that off. Or actually, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Um, so that blows up because, you know, they found out. Um, and then one day, we're like a little after that. Um, I was just driving a Kroger and I was just listening to podcasts um, and stuff like that. And I come across Jamil's uh, To the Moon podcast with Noah Blankenship. And for those listening that know Noah Blankenship, um, super cool dude. Um, and the video was titled 19 uh, year old closes 68 deals a month or something like that. <laughs> what um and i knew noah like i i he, we joined at the same time pretty much like it's same time frame um mm. he just hit it better right like he didn't have anything different from me he just hit it better um so yeah i was like okay i know Noah. like he was he was in the same position as me he had the same circumstances if not worse and hit it way harder so i was like that lit a fire in me i was like okay like let's go back in this but let's like let's let's take take a step back a little bit and make sure we're, we're heading around the right pass and we're going to go 200 percent um and now me and Noah are so good buddies like we're like he's super cool dude um and i'm just super proud of him like he's done so many transactions and i'm so grateful that yeah, his video brought me back so, so I, I have to ask so for the pallet thing and not specifically the pallet situation but I remember you said that you started doing the pallets whenever you were in your break from when you first started Astro yep. when you needed to make money. And then you mentioned you saw the problem. And so you wanted to provide a solution, right? This guy yep. had all these pallets. Yep. Now, was that type of mindset, the way you thought that through like problem, I can be a solution. Was that did Astro the first time being an Astro, did you think that way beforehand or was it Astro that kind of taught you, Hey, if there's a problem, I can be a solution. And that's mm -hmm. when the pallet situation came about. I think absolutely Astro um, taught me lessons that, you know, if seller has a, a motivation, like some issue with 
know, a home or something. And I'm, I'm there to provide a solution. So that got me in the, I guess, the, the framework to if I see someone having a problem, you know, there's a solution to that. Um, you just have to know what. And you sure as hell found a solution making that yeah. money at 15. Yeah. I could, I could probably, like, if I still continued on doing it to this day, um, it would probably be very successful. Um, but I didn't, I didn't see it to be sustainable. So I just stopped that. And now my dad's doing it with, <laughs> he's like, Oh shit. Friend. Like he just, took hey, he over. saw you back out of it and he's like, I have less competition. Let's get on. Yeah. This he thing. just, he <laughs> just took over. Um, and now he's just delivering locally. Uh, but yeah, that's what he's doing. And he's making, he's making some money off that. So would you uh, consider that your first successful business or first successful entrepreneurship opportunity? I would say that's like the like the first taste of oh shit like i can i can make money like i can i can make some money yo you're a hustler. Um, so like yeah um yeah yeah so that that's that um and then joined back astro i went through back the mindset like week um that was super good um and then just just went back to foundations and then went back at it um let me jump in real quick andy what yeah. was one of your so a lot? I know that you know this. I think our podcast uh, the past few episodes has turned into, and I'm okay with it. It's turned into a promo for for Astro, um, just because <laughs> of how effective you know we, yeah. we were by the community and, and by channel yeah. and by the, the course. Um, what's you know? I think people have heard the first week a few times now, but no one's really dove in deep. The first yeah. week, just for anyone who's not listening, is it's all mindset. So yeah. what's what's one of your biggest takeaways? Because you already had an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, yeah. you, it seemed like you already had the the mindset to find a need, avoid in the marketplace and fill it. You know, like you looked for the yeah. hand soap, you know, dispenser. Uh, you yeah. were doing stuff in middle school. Um, and so you had that mindset. So having already a sharp mindset obviously as a 15 year old who's crushing it making you know right. thousands of dollars what did you learn in that first week that that you felt propelled you i think um that built like the foundation of where i needed to go um for mindset wise um i think the most actually the the biggest takeaway from that week because obviously my mindset has changed back since then uh but i think what was really important was was uh, meditation and prayer. Mm -hmm. That was super um, important, um, just to mindset. Like I, that was that was I guess my mindset um, back then. But now, like people see me work like in school, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing? Like you shouldn't be doing this." I'm like, "This is what I like to do. Like this is. If you don't like it, cool. I like it. I like to work." Um, and I How's your weekends. school environment? Like, are your friends hustlers yeah. like you? Are you the guy that's in the corner by yourself, like just texting deals? Or what's your school environment like? Um, twenty four seven. When I'm in class, I'm thinking about real estate. Like, I'm I'm thinking about okay, is she, she sending me a contract right now? Um, where should I get this at? Hey, did, did he text me yet? I'm trying to get this locked up. Um, so yeah, every second of the day, I don't. I'd love to meet another person. This is like, I'm not trying to be like cocky or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I want to meet another person that is as, that has the, the, the desire and the burning desire to want it as bad as me. Like I, sure. I want to, I want to meet someone like that. Um, and haven't yet. So would you consider yourself a, a, I mean, a good student? I mean, are you planning on going to college? I mean, what's your, 
Yeah. Because you always hear, you know, they they do a, they've done studies and stuff, but you always hear that entrepreneurs are never the best students, right? Yeah. Because, so um, that's like the 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 like the story you hear a lot is like um, all the amazing entrepreneurs don't like school or didn't. <laughs> and I, I I really agree with that because um, I mean, if you're gonna be a, like, there's about eight careers that you can go to college for that you should go to college for like doctors, engineers, blah, blah, blah. There's about eight careers. I can, you know, count them on fingers, but like, um, you know, uh, careers like entrepreneurship, uh, e-commerce or real estate or stuff like that. I I don't think it's the best idea. Like, um, like I can go on for like days about college because me and my friends argue all the time. Um, like, Hey, like, yo, you should go to college. Like you should, you should do that. Um, but I'm like, Hey man, like I'm, I'm doing well here. Like, What's the point of me learning business from professors that don't even do what they teach? Right. Right. Like they don't even own a business. Right. And they're teaching old, old um, entrepreneurship that worked probably 50 years ago. But now everything has changed and and stuff like that doesn't work anymore. Right. Um, And even if they did own a business, like why are you teaching as a professor? Uh, Right. Right. Um, and then, and then also if your business failed, like we're learning from someone who has failed in business, which is sure. even worse. <laughs> one of my, um, my only, one of the only business professors that I had, cause I was business when I first went to college and then I switched over to a, a medicine degree. But right. when I first got in the only professor for any of my business classes that actually owned a business, he was a, owned a franchise of Coney Island or hot dogs. <laughs> and so, is I that really business? Like, I, I think this guy's serious or right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's I was just adding to that. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like what what has a higher ROI, right? Spending four years of your prime and let's say 100K, 200K in tuitions or joining Astro. Let, let's just like let's just use Astro, for example, like what has a better return on investment? You know, um, sure. I don't know. I think Astro is a better investment to be for sure. I think we would all argue that. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you make the money and uh, you make the money, you know, sell them the pallets. And now you're like, yep. all right, I'm, I'm ready to throw, I'm ready to go all in on real estate. At the, so, so real estate must've really struck a chord in you to want to go back to that versus, you know, you've now, you know, you've got proof of concept. You can make yep. money, you know, you can, yep. you're resourceful enough to figure stuff out. Um, yep. Why, why, why go back into real estate of all the different endeavors you could have done? Right. It just really felt like I, my, my gut just told me you should get back in real estate. Um, and also, like, one thing was, like, after the palace thing, like, that blew up um, on my birthday. Uh, or, like, let's, let's move back a little bit. Um, my, my grandpa had this house that was in Houston. It was vacant. Um, and I was, like, thinking, like, you know, this is where that, that framework came back in. I was, like, thinking, uh, you know, there could there could be some money here. And I I had some previous knowledge from wholesaling. Right. Um, so I knew like vacant house. Okay. Click that, that ring to my head. Um, I was like, okay, how can I sell this and, and get this, this boat out? Um, so I asked my grandpa, would you, you know, would you be willing to sell? And he was like, yeah, at a certain price. Um, and then I, I got his price, which was, I forget now, but, um, um, I reached out to like my previous network of this bow wholesalers and, and guys, and this uh, I sent it out to a bunch of people. But this one guy responded, uh, this position wholesaler, um, 
that said like, hey, I have an offer from a hedge fund that that could buy this home. Um, I know it's too high price for a fix and flipper, like it, it didn't make sense for a fix and flipper. So um, we ended off selling to a hedge fund. He didn't like I got kind of fucked on the deal. Um, he had like three other partners that I didn't know about. And then like we had to split the 17K assignment four ways. And I was like, OK, whatever, like, let's just get this done. Um, so I was in under impression that we'd split, split it 50 50. But right. Two other guys came in, um, but whatever. And this is your grandpa. This is your grandpa's house. You said, yeah, this is my grandpa's house. Um, so what was that pro- like- let me ask him, what was that process in terms of, I mean, was he willing to, was he already willing to sell and you knew about it when you, when you knew about the property or did you have to go to him and say, Hey grandpa, um, here's yeah. the deal. Would you be open? Yeah, to I told him like, Hey, w-, you know, he, he kind of knew cause he didn't really, he, he speaks Chinese and, um, he doesn't really understand most of the stuff I do, but I, you know, I was like, I guess in real estate, uh, certain price and it was like yeah and it gave me the price and then we worked from there um it was quite quite difficult actually um uh like he lived in china and like to get closing docs signed it it was a really difficult process because uh, we'd have to get like the all that verification done um but that was like like my what like that was before this this whole transaction was before i even saw noah's podcast so I did this, uh, made some money off that. But the thing about it was I didn't go right back in real estate, which is interesting to me. Um, and only until like a month later, I saw Noah's podcast and I was like, okay, let's go back in. Because my parents, like, you know when a lot of entrepreneurs um, or successful guys speak on stage and they're like, hey, thanks uh, mom and dad for being there for me um, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be that way because my, my parents didn't really support me. Um, obviously they're great, I love them. Um, but like my dad was always like, um, you know, you'll never be able to do this. Um, uh, this is how is it even possible? You do real estate and you're, you're 16. You need a license. And, you know, everyone, you know, when someone hears about you that does real estate, you have a license. You have a license. Yeah, right. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was like that. And then I closed the deal on uh, or I closed our grandpa's house, um, made four and a half grand off that. And he was like, you know, there's no way you can't do it uh without um uh like yourself without our help like because obviously it was grandpa's house is i guess like easier to negotiate and stuff like that um which is true and i was like okay yeah cool okay let me try to do this on my own now. um and like there was just these new like barriers and various new obstacles now um so uh junior year goes by um i'm still grinding every day um and until like the last day of school, like literally the last day of school, I finally closed like a deal that, um, well, this is like literally like four months ago, five months ago. And wow. I closed the deal in, in Tampa, um, or like Northport Tampa or Northport, Florida, uh, for 5,000, we sold it to a hedge fund. Um, and I got that work like actually on my own and not using any of our own properties or whatever. And, and he was like, do you know that? Yeah, it's cool. 5k is cool. But can you turn it into a, like, can you, yeah. your dad's a hater, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, okay. I was like, okay, let me, okay, let me, let me try again. And I was like, okay, summer's starting. I got to go hard. Um, so I went hundred percent every day. Um, and I, I forget, like, like I went so hard. I just forget like what I did. Like, I don't even. I don't know if you guys have those seasons, but oh, 100%. I forget what I did. Like I, I just grinded hard. I just sure. know that. 
Um, and then I built, I, okay, I remember I built the system um, a lot of late nights. I was just like, oh my gosh, how do you work this? Like, and then like sh shit didn't work. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Cause I know each time had like, you have a marketing or a uh, marketing background, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes when stuff doesn't work and you're just super frustrated, like, oh my gosh. And then next day you get it figured out. But right. like stuff with like Zapier, that doesn't work. Oh yeah. Integration. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's rough. That stuff really, really gets me fired up. Um, but now, now I, I built the, the real estate, I guess, systems company um, that I'm not helping a lot of people automate a lot of this stuff in their business. Um, Dude, let's talk about that. If you don't mind, yeah. um, I mean, you've got a phenomenal, phenomenal product that I recently just found out yeah. about um, and a phenomenal company in REI Reach. Um, but please, please tell everyone about yeah. you know, kind of, I, I think I understand why you started it, but I'd love to hear your your insight. Yeah. You know, go, go yeah. So the purpose of it was because in the summer I had a lot of time, right? Um, so I and, I and I knew like when school came along, I was going to have little, if not no time to work on my business. Um, and I knew the KPIs I needed to hit. So I was like, OK, how what are the tedious tasks I have every day that like that are literally just busy work and that I can probably automate? Um, so I just tracked my day and figured out, OK, these are the tasks, the follow up messages, the, the potential deal follow ups, the new outreach. These are all very manual and these are not, um, I guess high uh, money-making activities. High income, yeah, sure. Yeah, high, yeah, like something like that. Um, so over the course of like three or so months, I worked on building something that was the most efficient um, system. Um, and so like one day, I didn't, like I didn't, at the beginning, I didn't have the vision of selling the system. I had the vision of making something that was badass that could save me a tremendous sure. amount of time. Like that was the vision, right? That it was nothing like there. There was never REI reach in mind. There was never, there's never every anything like that. Um, until one day, um, this guy in Astro reaches out and was like, "Hey, do you use REI Reply?" Um, initially, the system was built on REI Reply, um, and now we've since moved to Go High Level. Um, but you know, he was like, "Do you use REI Reply?" And I was like, "Yeah, I use REI Reply." Um, and he was like, "Yeah, can you show me how it works and stuff?" Yeah, and, and then we had I had a meeting with them um, later that day. Um, and I showed him around like the agent outreach system, obviously it's way better now, but I showed him before and he was like, and like, like halfway through the presentation, he was like, how much? And I was like, what do you mean? How much? Like, do you want, do you want to buy it? Like, how, how does that work? Um, and I was, and then something clicked in my head. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> Whoa. I just, I just made like 500 bucks from like, not that too much work and just selling my system and I was like, oh shit, okay. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, and then I, I made that a lot better and then moved it to go high level, made it super scalable and, and stuff like that. And now it's out to people um, in the Asheville community. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So what what is this, uh, what does your system do? How, do? how would that help someone in their business? Yeah, so a lot of, okay so it's the thing is about the system is uh, it's it's the niche it's we're targeting on is is just agent outreach right this is not really for like the general like market there's a lot of people that yeah. do that um I, I could probably build something like that but that just be teeth pulling um and i'd rather not do that um so this is tailored towards like the astro community because i know that where that's where everyone is doing right now 
Um, that's what I'm doing in my own company that's been working for me, right? Um, so it automates follow-up, so you don't have to send follow-up messages. You don't have to mark, let's say, like John, the realtor down in your calendar to follow up with them. Automatically, like, you know, it, it randomizes, like, the time it follows up with, like, so, and then it gets more personalized the more you follow up with them, um, track all your deals, current deals, and, like, all the people you follow up with. Um, I mean, you know, I can have a two hour presentation again on how the system works, but right. let's just say like it, you can do as much out. Like I would say that is that in the system in one sentence. Absolutely. Now, are you, are you planning on rolling the system out publicly or are you just keeping it mostly to the Astro community? Um, that I, I haven't thought out that far yet. Um, like this is like, literally like two months ago like this all happened in like two months which is i see crazy um so i i, I don't i don't know i, I have to uh think that out and sure. sleep on it um but that could be a great idea that could be yeah no idea. worries no worries well let, let's if if we can let's talk a little agent outreach um i know you know this is this is a mindset podcast right where we Yep. We try to stay away from a lot of strategy and, and you know how'd you build your business and stuff like that and more so focus on the mindset but um you know i know a lot of listeners uh maybe aren't familiar with the astro community or aren't really familiar with asian outreach they've just heard a lot of um you know the, the common stuff that's out there you know start off with driving for dollars and pulling the lead list and things like that um what is agent outreach to you and why did you choose that method I chose agent outreach uh, because everyone was doing it. I was like, okay, like I didn't want to miss out on it. So I, I picked it and then I, I it worked. Um, the first deal, or it was actually with the system. Um, and when I started marketing on the system, um, I closed two agent outreach deals in my first two months of using the system, which is pretty quick. Um, and that was, I guess, the proof of concept of the system. So I was like, hey, I can give it to people. Uh, but going back to your question, yeah, agent outreach was um, is, is amazing. Like, I think it's it's sustainable. Um, I think, well, I mean, Keegley is doing it 100%. Like, I mean, obviously they have JV deals, but um, they're pretty much doing 100% uh, agent outreach right now. Like, so that's right. why I was like, okay, that is going to be the most sustainable way to build my business. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, dude, along your journey, I mean, I'm sure you've had uh, some pretty crazy wins, um, probably some some terrifying things happen that, that happen mm -hmm. to all of us. So those oh shit moments where you're like, oh crap, yeah. I sent the wrong contract or I did something. Can you share with us one of those stories, one of those scary stories where, um, you know, something that may even, you know, stop someone who is in wholesaling uh, from, you know, if they think about it, man, what if this happens, you know, that may stop them from taking action. Can you share one of those stories and how you got through it? Hmm. Um, let me think. Um, uh, back in my, my first stage of, of doing wholesale real estate, um i had this i think every wholesaler goes through it but they think this one deal is like amazing and they keep trying to bend the numbers and and making the numbers work when everyone's saying like no this doesn't work um and he's like they're trying to sell like a tire shop and 
and making that try to work. Um, that was how I was back then. Um, that was probably why, like, I didn't progress as far as I wanted to was because I was so attached and emotionally attached to one deal. I didn't realize that you need to do like, you need to see a hundred deals and then you'll probably get one out of that. Right. Um, so I was so attached on this one, one property. Um, and like, it was, it was just a whole mess. Um, the, the moral of the story is like, I just kept trying to make it work, which like, that, that doesn't that isn't how it works in real estate right you can't just bend numbers and and make something work when it really doesn't what were right? you doing to try and make it work like you you just kept going after buyers and they kept telling i was you just um i sent it to everyone and everyone turned it down was like or like ghosted me or something like that and i'd be like yo the rv would be like an insane amount of money like next year and I'm like why, why am i like now i'm like looking at my back at my old self like why are you calculating rv for next year <laughs> why are you why are you accounting for that appreciation um and i was just trying to bend numbers like if you just because it was a turnkey property uh mm. but it was super old um and i was like you, you dude you can get like 50k in equity like or something like that um if you buy this like just just buy it please um and, and you I was, had this I, marked yeah up? yeah the thing was marked up like crazy i think <laughs> just looking back at i, I it's hilarious um now i'd never do that because the, like well, like i said earlier in the podcast like those lessons like we need experience and then now i'm like okay i'll never do that ever again what's uh what's what's something that you want to uh, kind of caution new wholesalers um you know looking back on your path like man you know not not you know i wish i wouldn't have but you know yeah. kind of you know, had I not done that, maybe my I would have shortened my learning curve a little bit, or what, just a little cautionary tale for any budding wholesalers you got. Find a mentor, um, if you can find a mentor. I think that's absolutely the best way because they've already gone through those experiences, and now you can learn from their experiences, and they can watch like, hey, um, some of the good mentors actually want to see you go down a path and burn, so you actually learn that lesson, absolutely. and they'll tell you after like, hey, I. I knew you were going to go down that path, but like, I, I didn't want to stop you because that was a lesson that you really needed to learn. I think those are honestly the best mentors um, because that's when, okay, you gain real wisdom. Um, but the next thing is um, detaching from the outcome. So detaching from, okay, I need my first check, first check, first check. I need, like the words we say are so powerful. Like saying, I need this. I, like, why do you need it? Like, aren't you good right now? Like you don't, you're not living in a third world country, right? Like you're living in a home with a roof over your head. You don't need this um and then that just detaching from the outcome is super important um so you can focus on providing value instead of the actual money uh, i know like in the books uh the go-giver um which i recommend everyone here um is, a, is an amazing amazing book um that pretty much like the point of the story is like when you provide value and you exceed expectations that's when you'll get paid as a side effect not even like the reward the reward is just providing value to the person because that is the purpose. Um, and once you do that and you give, 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 give and give even more when they expected a, a, an ask, they expect an ask, but you kept giving, they're going to, you know, the law of, uh, what was it called? The law of reciprocity or something like that. Yeah. Reciprocity. Um, reciprocity. And they will be like, okay, I, I owe this guy something like at, at least like this guy's given a lot. Let me do something in return for them. So um, how does that, a new person, oh, 
sorry to interrupt. How does a new person give? Person that feels that they may have no value. What what do they have to give? Um, really, just like, I like learning, learning, learning the skills to, required to give, um, and then go from there. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, yeah, one of the things I learned uh, when I was when I was budding, uh, I had a mentor that told me, "I should you, you're either you know, because I, I felt the same way. Like I have nothing of value to offer." And he said, usually, you know, there's two of the most valuable uh, uh, things you can offer in this world that are valuable, right. either time or money. And right. usually the person who has a lot of one is short on the other. So a person who has a lot of right. money usually doesn't have a lot of time. A person who has no money right. usually has a lot of time. So it's that's the value on, you bring to the table is, is the time. So you call up that person, you say, hey, look, mentor, person who's killing it right now, doesn't have the yeah. time. I got the time. Can I make the calls for you? You know, give me a list. With, you know, well, I'll split this thing whatever I want. So, I think that was, uh, you know, that, that's something yeah. newer folks should should consider if you're not feeling like you have anything of value to offer. Um, you know, offer yeah. yourself, offer your time. Right, right. I think I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, is that we we need to focus on building our skill sets, something that cannot be taken away from us. Like money can be taken away from us, right? Like the stories of like billionaires can can lose all their wealth and then build it back in a couple of months because they have that skill set and they have those experiences, right? They can do that. Um, but with someone like like some some guy in high school won't be able to do that. They won't be able to just build generational wealth in, in a couple of months, right? But a billionaire can because they've actually done it and, and went through the furnace for 10, 10 20 years. Um, so true. So true. But yeah, we need to build specialized skill sets that cannot be replaceable. That cannot be replaced by a 3.1 GPA from, uh, I don't know, wherever. Um, something that's skills that are not replaceable and skills that are specialized and not easily teachable by society. Um, mm. I think those are absolutely the most valuable skills to have um, in this current day. Um, that's good. And you can definitely do that in real estate. You know, there's so many, uh, yeah. so many avenues that you can take, uh, yeah. more specifically in wholesaling, I mean, getting that foundation. Um, so that's, that's fantastic advice. Thank you for mm -hmm. that. Um, right. Wow. Absolutely. Dude, I, th this is great. You know, I, I do want to ask you this. So, so, you know, you, you put your head down in the summer, you're grinding it out. You don't even remember, you know, <laughs> what, what all you did. Let me ask yeah. you, what's, uh, you don't have to tell me the month or anything, but what's, uh, what's been your biggest month in terms of revenue that you've uh, done so far for yourself? So currently in August, which was like, the last month of summer um, was a $23,000 month. That was, that was August. So first month back to school, uh, September, I did nothing because uh, I was focused on like REI reach right now. Like I was focused on like building it so I can give it to other people so they can use it. Um, that was the whole month. Um, but then now October, um, oh, I actually closed a yeah, 10 and a half K deal in july so ten and a half and then i missed the deadline a little bit but november 2nd i have a forty thousand dollar deal um closing in tampa that's already indian assigned or whatever um, so it would have been like a 50k a month but unfortunately like two days off but i'm just gonna say 50k a month anyways um and then that's only that's only the real estate side like that's not system side which is also right. a lot more money sure um, so yeah, it's like, I feel like now, like just now, like I've started to catch wind in my business. Like, I feel like now is where 
okay. And obviously I, I, I see like something probably going to go wrong. Um, <laughs> I expect that I, as entrepreneurs, we expect something to go wrong. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the drop. I'm waiting for it. Cause you know, in real estate, hey, we've yeah, had that right. week. It's already been that right. kind of week for us. So. <laughs> There's that drop and it's coming. I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. Um, that, and that's beautiful guys. Like the mindset that Andy has, you know, it's, it's, it's so important to take away, you know, what he just spoke about. Tanner and I were just talking earlier today and it's funny because when you learn to expect the drop, you're not shook by it. You know, when it yeah. happens, you're not like, oh, there goes, you know, it, you just knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, and today Tanner yeah. and I were laughing because it's like we've had one hell of a week. And today it's been thing after thing. So much so <laughs> to where I'm just laughing like universe, like this is hilarious at this point. Like I yeah, I, I appreciate, you know, the lesson in humility that I'm getting right now. But you're keep absolutely right. Yeah. I'm like, keep them coming, keep them coming. Because like New levels, new demons, new levels, new right. obstacles, right? The, like more money, more problems. Like you hear that saying all the time. And that's absolutely true. Like, um, so I, I think that's that's how it is right now. Uh, Dude. Well, yeah. man, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to, to be, you know, alongside of you uh, in this journey. Um, Tanner and I, or Tanner's now in Astro. Um, so we're, we're all, Let's yeah, go. we're all tight knit, bro. We're, we're, we're definitely, uh, this community is phenomenal, guys. For I know, again, uh, we talk about Astro a lot, but I just, I encourage anyone who's considering mentorship or coaching, um, you know, that's, it's a good community. It's it's different. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, but none, nonetheless, Andy, brother, thank you so much for your time. Dude, I cannot wait to have you back on the show in you know, six months or, or so from now. <laughs> I love and just it. hear, yeah, all the craziness that's happened, it. you know, in between, so. Brother, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Andy. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, Andy. Thank you for Dude, before, before we let you go, um, yep. I'd love to know what, what markets you're in so so people can connect with you and, and see yeah. the deals. You're, you are the Dispo master. And then also, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, so I work deals in Tampa right now mainly. Um, but by the time you hear this, I'll probably, I'll, I'll just, like if you send me a deal in Jacksonville also, because I sold like two deals in Jacksonville. Um, so Jacksonville and, and Tampa are, I guess, my markets, but Tampa is my main focus right now. Um, and the best way to reach me is either probably I'll give my phone number out. Um, are you ready? Like ready. 832-292-7286. Giving the phone number out. That's what's up. So Andy Wrong, Sir. Andy Wrong, the man working Tampa. Jacksonville, hit him up at 832-292-7286. We will put that info in the show notes. Um, any socials you want people to follow you on? Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I can uh, give that handle. Uh, instant handle is just A and then Andy Wrong. And Wrong is spelled R-O-N-G. R-O-N-G, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Wrong without the W. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Andy, my brother, thank you again so much for your time. We look, we look forward thank to you. Thank you for being one of the elitists, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
What up guys, thank you for watching or listening to another episode. And look, here's the deal. If you got value out of today's episode, we kindly ask that you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going. And look, if you're in Florida, we're in Florida. That's our marketplace. And we wanna help your deals get to the finish line. So if you got any deals that need help with Dispo, send us an email. We're at deals at unwindinvestments.com. You can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals. And guys, we want you to be the next guest on our show. So get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.